We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, the Colts have wrapped up their first preseason game against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, They fall to the Buffalo Bills in the first game, but obviously preseason, so not a whole lot. Beyond that, beyond kind of what we're going to talk about today, and Matt joining me from Inside the Horseshoe Podcast, joining me as well. And guys, today we're going to talk about some players from yesterday's action who maybe either helped or hurt their stock, either their stock up from this game, which means... You know, they maybe improve their chances of, you know, maybe being on the roster or maybe even, you know, if they're competing for a starting roster spot or if they just had a good game. So we'll just kind of talk about all those different things and also the guys who maybe didn't have such a great game who who maybe, you know, maybe won't be on the roster or maybe are, you know, maybe not doing themselves any favors in terms of a position battle. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about actually let's start here, Matt talking about some of the doubts, right? So we can get that out of the way. Talking about some of the players who maybe didn't have a great uh, first debut here with the Colts in the 2022 season. We'll start with a backup quarterback, Nick Foles. Wasn't really impressed with anything that he did, although he did throw a touchdown. Um, you know, wasn't really overly impressed with anything that Nick Foles did in comparison to somebody else who we'll talk about a little bit later. What were, what did you kind of see from Nick Foles here in the first preseason game? Um, first few drives what I saw from him was he was struggling. Uh, it seemed like he didn't know what he was doing. It seemed like he was maybe a rookie. It felt like he played at times, had a really bad interception, um, just wide open guy. I mean, I could have completed the pass, but he overthrew him and it was a pick. I thought he rebounded, did all right towards the end, but I don't think it was anything that made me go, oh, okay. I'm very confident in him now. It, it was just like, okay, cool. It's nice they ended, you know, your series or I guess the drives you're on pretty positive, but, you know, he didn't really do anything for me. So we go with him. He also, um, and it's not on him, but he fumbled the ball too, strip sack, but that was more on uh, some of the backup offensive linemen. But, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with him, and it's not like he was even going against the ones. He was going against the twos and the threes. Like, you know, that's not really overly impressive to me. So, yeah, a little bit was a little bit disappointed in just how Nick Foles played overall, considering 
you know, when we signed him, we were all really excited because we were like, or we were all fine with it, I guess. Not everybody was super excited. Yeah. But we're like, hey, this is a guy that's been in the league that could potentially, you know, right the ship, I guess, if, if something was to happen to your starter. Um, but, you know, overall, that doesn't really give a whole lot more confidence that he can do that after seeing kind of how he struggled in that preseason game. Now, obviously, there still are a lot of there still is a lot of time. But for a guy like Nick Foles, who's been in this league for a long time, it is a little bit concerning. You know, maybe he has lost a little bit um, when it comes to a quarterback. And, and it's just kind of kind of how it is, I guess, right now and not really super impressed. So slightly more concerned about that backup quarterback position than maybe I was a couple days ago. So. Um, all right, let's continue on. I'm talking about the bad pass protection. I'm going to kind of lump the both these guys here, both guys who are competing for that starting left tackle spot. Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman, I thought they both didn't really look that great here in week number one action, not even against any of the starters, for especially right. Matt Pryor, which is concerning, you know, that he's already getting turnstiled by backup defensive linemen. What are your thoughts kind of on both these guys and kind of how they looked here in week number one? Um, when it comes to Ryman, to me, I mean, he's been a left tackle for, I think, a season so far. I think he only played left tackle one season in Central Michigan. So I, I knew he wasn't going to be great right away. To me, he's been that type of guy where it's probably going to take a little bit for him to get adjusted and really to get used to playing left tackle in the NFL. Um, I am concerned with Matt Pryor, though. Um, I... I was not impressed with him. Like you said, he wasn't really going up against any starters. He was going going up against Buffalo's backups, and he was still struggling. Um, yeah, so that definitely did concern me. I'm hoping that he can turn it around because I was impressed with him last year and what he did when he came in. But, yeah, I, I, I'm concerned for sure at left tackle. Ryman, like I said, I, I think it's going to take a little bit for him to – kind of get to where we wanted to be i think year two year three that's where we're really going to see his potential shine Mm -hmm. yeah i mean a little yeah obviously a little bit more concerned about prior because you know besides prior who else do you have right now that you feel confident rolling out there right dennis kelly's injured and there's really nobody else out there that you're like yeah you know they're going to be the starter um so that is just a little bit concerning as well yeah. also another position that we've kind of been concerned about a little bit is the young wide receivers yeah. i would say outside of alec pierce really all these young wide receivers struggled nobody really got open nobody really created separation obviously kiki kuti got hurt as well um we have to see exactly what that is i believe they said it was a groin injury but you know it doesn't really elicit a lot of confidence matt in these young wide receivers if they're already struggling against not even the starting unit of buffalo you know and and I don't know. Like, does it potentially raise the concern for the Colts to where the fact where they feel like they need to add a veteran wide receiver? Because that's been a lot of debate, you know, ever since the preseason game ended is like every, a lot of people feel like a lot of Colts nation feels like, oh, the Colts need to go add another veteran wide receiver. I know they've been in the market for one, according to a couple of different people. So maybe does this push them over the edge a little bit uh, to potentially go get a veteran? What are your thoughts on that? And just this young wide receiver core in general? I definitely think it's getting them closer to actually pulling the trigger and getting a veteran receiver, whether that's T.Y., Odell, or somebody else. But, yeah, I mean, people are dropping the football. I mean, Pierce, I thought he looked pretty good, too. Um, He had one drop, but after that, I thought he played really well. But people were dropping the football. I mean, Matt Ryan had a couple guys drop the ball. And uh, Jack Cohn, you know, he had a guy that should have caught the ball ended up dropping in as well. So 
that definitely concerns me. And also, like you said, you know, the lack of the ability to create separation is something that is definitely concerning, I would say, as much or more than the drops. Because let's say, knock on wood, but like Pittman or Campbell get hurt and we need one of these young guys to come in and, you know, give give us some good quality minutes. That's going to concern me because they haven't shown that they can step up and they can contribute. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will get fixed. I mean, Jamar Chase, I think, dropped about every ball thrown to him in the preseason. And then, you know, now he's considered one of the better receivers in the league. So maybe it gets fixed, but it definitely is something I'm concerned about. Yeah, like you said, like there's still, this is week one of the preseason ultimately. Yeah. You know, you didn't know what you're going to get in some of these guys until you kind of just did it. You know, you put yeah. them out there to see, did they have it or not? And so far, a little concerning, but we'll right. see. Maybe they continue to evaluate. They look at the things that they, you know, didn't like and they work on that. You know, we'll yeah. see exactly, but definitely a position of concern that I think the Colts should be interested in at least thinking about a little bit more. Okay, we really probably should consider adding a veteran in here to this young wide receiver core. All right, uh, the last guy I have here, Matt, on the stock down is a guy who we all thought maybe could potentially steal that starting kicking job in Jake Verretti, but you know, yesterday didn't really uh, <laughs> help himself. He missed an extra point, like a 30-yard extra point. Didn't really help himself where Hot Rod continued to look good and impress as he's done the last week or so. So what are your thoughts just overall on, on his miss and then just how that plays into the kicking battle? Yeah, you definitely don't want to see those misses at all um, from a kicker, especially somebody who's in their second year. Um, you know, I, I still think we're going to see a battle between him and Hot Rod. But yeah, yesterday definitely did not help his chances at all. Um, he lined up for the extra point and then he really didn't do much. Um, and like you said, he missed the kick, which is not good. So yeah, I, right now he's kind of idle but his uh, stock definitely did go down. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide, you get live play-by-play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app. Player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about Odds Trader is you get Bet Tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, let's move now to you know some of the guys that maybe helped their stock a little bit, stock up for some of these guys. Nick Cross, we got to talk about. He looked fantastic. He had a couple nice tackles in the hole there and just looked great. I think, honestly, he even continues to separate himself from Rodney McLeod, although McLeod did have that early interception, um, and I do think he will play a good amount. I feel like right now, Matt, Nick Cross is just continuing to add on to the pressure of getting the starting spot for this, honestly. I mean, I really feel like if he continues to do what he's going to do, um, it's his job to lose at this point. What are your thoughts on Nick Cross and kind of his performance in week one? 
I was impressed. Um, like you said, you know, he did a really good job with some of the tackles. It seemed like he, he had good vision of the field, which is something you want to see. Definitely played much better than what I thought he would because, again, he's a rookie. But it seemed like he has really just done a really good job understanding the game and just getting used to an NFL speed. And it's going to be nice to have him and uh, having uh, Julian Blackman next to each other back in the safety field. So as long as he continues to play like he has right now, I think our secondary is going to definitely reap the rewards that he's going to bring. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about a very athletic and very gifted secondary in the safety position. Yeah. So really excited about those two guys working together you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, talked about the wide receiver struggling, but Alec Pierce did not really struggle. He had a nice, I think, week one game, you know, although he was playing against some of the backups, I thought he did look good. He got some nice rapport there with Matt Ryan. What were your thoughts overall on Alec Pierce's kind of first performance here at the NFL level? I was happy with it. You know, he did exactly what I want to see a rookie receiver. That's going to get a lot of playing time do. Um, He caught some passes. Yeah. He dropped one pass, you know, early on, but he rebounded, did really well, ran routes real well too. So um, I, I expect him to get better and better, and this was a good sign, I think, of what's to come. Absolutely. I'm talking about the secondary again for one minute. Obviously, Brandon face on. They said he got injured, but he seemed yeah. to be fine. Um, this other guy actually got injured as well. Had a, I think they called it a brain injury officially, so yeah. you think concussion. But Isaiah Rogers, before he got hurt, he made a really awesome interception there down near the goal line, and he just continued to show off his ability, Matt, to track the ball. I think he's one of the best in the league at finding the ball and tracking the ball in the air. Isaiah Rogers had another nice play there, and I think he continues to show why the Colts are so high on him and, you know, how good he can be, you know, and why a lot of us were high on him this off season going into this year, because he's just, it seems like every, every game he continues to make plays. Right. Yeah. It, it seems like at this point, the ball is trying to find Rogers because um, he, he's always getting to the ball. It feels like um, he's just continuing to get better and better every single year. And we really definitely need him to step up. I know some people are worried that, he wasn't listed as a starter with the unofficial depth chart and uh face on was, but look, man, if face on goes in there, does what he needs to do as a starter, does a good job. Having a guy like Isaiah Rogers coming off the bench is very, very important. I was really impressed with him. Just like you said, it, he has a way to find the football and that's something you want to see in the corners. Um, so yeah, I was really happy with him. And Isaiah Rogers after the game tweeting that he's good. So hopefully that means, you know, he's ready to go. I know there were some people who were a little bit concerned, like, oh boy, how's he going to, how long is he going to be out? You never know with concussions and with brain injuries, you know, when when people were hearing, oh, Isaiah Rogers is out because of the brain. That's always a kind of a scary thing, no matter how, you know, insignificant or, you know, severe it is. It's always a little bit of a concern, but he tweeted out, he said, I'm good. So hopefully that kind of calms some fears a little bit. Obviously we want take some time, you know, however long he needs. It's the preseason. Don't try to rush back out there because you don't really need it right now. Uh, But all the same, Isaiah Rogers, I think, looks really good and continues to improve his stock in the secondary and kind of his role. If he didn't already have a big role, he's going to obviously have a big role because he keeps making plays every chance he gets out there. So, all right, let's continue on. We talked about the kicking battle a little bit with uh, Jake Vredy, kind of the stock down. I think the stock up, though, we had to go with Hot Rod because didn't do anything spectacular, but Matt, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And he went out there and he made all the kicks. And I think that's that's important, you know, consistency. 
Yep. And like all he can do is really go out there, make kicks. What I want them to do, I really hope Frank Reich does this with both kickers. Get to like the 35 yard line, send the kickers out there. That's what I want to see them do. Test that leg out with Hot Rod and with Faraday. See who does the best when it comes to that. But yeah, he made all his kicks. That's all you can ask for. And it definitely helps him with his chances of staying with the team. As long as he continues to make those kicks and has no misses, both in training camp and the game, he's going to make the team. Um, so, yeah, he did exactly what he needed to do, like you said, and that can only help. Yeah. All right. So the next kind of gr- I have like two different groups I want to talk about here. Uh, talk about some of the backup. Uh, defensive linemen slash defensive ends. That's kind of what they played yesterday. We'll start with those two guys who have very similar names in Dio Odangbo and Efedi Odenigbo. They both played really well, I feel like, all things considered. Yeah. Obviously, Dio had a really nice rush there. Um, and then Efedi also had you know some nice rushes as well. Um, and I think, honestly, right now, Matt, I mean, obviously, Dio is going to make the roster, but I think Efedi, yeah. honestly, is going to make the roster because I feel like he's already starting to show out. He's had some nice days in camp. And I really feel like the sky's the limit for him because a couple of years ago, he you know he had seven sacks, which is not a small thing. So all that to say, I think he's going to add some nice depth. Good to see both these young guys starting to compete and make plays. Yeah, and like I said, Dio's going to make the team for sure. It, it's nice to see him go out there, do a really good job. And then with Fetty, um, yeah, he also did a really good job, I thought. They both did a good job getting to the quarterback, helping get pressure on the quarterback and if, if both of them can continue to do that, they're going to make the team for sure. Um, Fetty will definitely make it because I think Ballard knows we have to get pressure on the quarterback if we're going to have a chance to go far in the playoffs. So I, I definitely think Fetty did a good job increasing his chances to stay on the team. I, I really like what he did yesterday. It's going to be really difficult to talk about both these guys if I talk about them in the same sentence just because how similar their names are. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy with their performance. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, the next group that I want to talk about here is two backup offensive linemen. One guy that we knew from last year and Will Fries. The other guy that is an undrafted rookie that we haven't even talked about. Wesley French. I thought looked really good. Now we all yeah. know the thing that's going around Twitter, yeah. French fries, you know, big deal, whatever. Um, but I still think it's all the same. Both these players I thought played extremely well. Um, it's good to see Will Fries continuing to improve his pass pro, especially. Um, mm-hmm. And then good to see Wesley French going in there, going to be potentially the backup center there um, as well. So what were your thoughts on both these guys and kind of their performances? Both these young, you know, kind of later round undrafted free agents starting to make an impact because, you know, the Colts just released Jason Spriggs. Literally, I believe it was the day before. So yeah. What were your thoughts on kind of some of these young offensive linemen and maybe why the Colts felt comfortable releasing a guy that a lot of people thought was going to potentially be one of your backup guards? I was happy with their performance. I I was really surprised to see Spriggs get cut. Um, I thought he would have made the team for sure. But with Wesley French and Will Fries, I thought out of all the guys coming off the bench with the twos for the offensive line, they were the best. They they both did a really good job. you know, whenever Sam or any of the other quarterbacks like Nick Foles had, you know, any pressure on them, it wasn't because of Will, Will Fries or uh, Wesley French. Um, they both did solid. That's what we can ask for. And, you know, again, we, we definitely need depth on this offensive line because of what happened last year. So 
hopefully we don't go through what we did last year. So we have to send guys off the bench and have them be starters. But just in case we have to do that, it's nice to have guys like Wesley French and uh, Will Fry's. I, I, I keep, I almost mixed up Wesley French and Will Fry's last names. I almost called him Wesley Fry's, but <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I, I was happy. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, great to hear uh, that both these guys, you know, especially with we know how important, obviously, the depth is on the offensive line. It's good to see both these interior guys starting yeah. to make a little bit of an impact here already. Uh, makes you feel a little bit more confident that if one of those offensive linemen go down, you have some guys that can come in and play some competent to good football for you. So it's great to have a couple interior guys, especially with all the guys that you let go in free agency, Mark Glowinski, Chris Reed, you know, to name a couple guys there. Right. It's good to have some young guys stepping up already. So great to see kind of the dividends of that kind of kind of coming already. So, all right, uh, two more guys I want to talk about here for stock up. Uh, Got to talk about Sam Ellinger. You know, we talked about Nick Foles really struggling, but Sam yeah. Ellinger, I thought, looked really good when he was given the opportunity. Now, saying that, he was playing against you know, twos and threes a lot of times, but so was Nick right. Foles, you know? So, um, but I think maybe, and I knew this would happen. There was going to be some people who were saying, yeah. oh, you know, Sam Ellinger is going to be the future. Why not start him? I've literally seen people say yeah. that, which is just insanity to me, but I'm willing to give credit where it's due because we've been hard on Sam Ellinger. I thought he looked really good. Yeah. I, I, I thought he didn't look really good as well. Whenever I saw people say he should start like this year, I, I was like really tempted to look in a mirror and just scream like uh, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal and uh, Nightcrawler. But no, I thought Sam uh, did really well, had good pocket awareness. Seemed like he definitely improved from last year. Um, did a really good job when it came to extending the plays, was able to find guys. When he needed to get rid of the ball quick, he was able to do that. Um, he's, he's looking like he's starting to fit what Frank Reich and Chris Ballard want in a quarterback. You know, that guy that can get rid of the ball quick, get it where it needs to go. I, I was really happy with him. And, uh, yeah, I, I do think now he's definitely created a gap between him and Jack Cohn as far as who's going to get QB3. I thought for a while it was going to be Jack Cohn. Now I feel like uh, Sam's going to earn earn it. So, yeah, I was really happy with him. Had a couple he, nice touchdowns. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I like the one where he rolled out of the pocket, you know, avoided the pressure and made a nice play there, a nice throw to the back of the end zone. Do you think there's a, not, a potential, and let's say potential because you never know, do you think there's the potential he could potentially compete for that number two quarterback spot? I mean, if Nick Foles continues to not look great, I, I definitely think Sam could. I mean, I could realistically, depending on, depending on how uh, the Lions game goes, I could see Sam maybe playing in the second quarter instead of Nick Foles in that third preseason game if he continues to look really good and Nick Foles doesn't improve from this week. I definitely could see that. I mean, and that second touchdown, really nice. It was very Carson Wentz, Arizona touchdown-esque. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, nonetheless, he played really well, all things considered. All right, uh, let's talk about the last guy here. One of actually the guys that was a recipient of one of the Sam Ellinger touchdowns, that was Jelani Woods, who we've all talked about, kind of struggled in training camp a little bit so far. Haven't heard his name. We've heard all about Drew Ogletree. We've heard about Granson a little bit, but we really haven't heard a lot about Jelani Woods when it comes to making a positive impact for this team. But I'll I'll give him credit. I think he looked good when he was given the opportunity, when he was thrown to. And just reminded again how ginormous of a human being yeah. Jelani Woods is. Uh, I like to see him kind of get some confidence in himself. Me too. Um, he caught about everything thrown to him, which is what you want to see. I don't recall him dropping the ball. 
So that's obviously good. That touchdown was really nice. Seeing him go up there and grab it. That definitely uh, makes you confident in what he could do in the future. I, I don't think he's going to do a whole lot this year in the regular season. I, I've always thought he was going to be more of a project type of guy. I, I kind of bit into the hype a little bit where it's like, oh, he'll, he's going to start. You know, I, I, I bit into the hype a little bit and, uh, you know, I, I needed to remind myself, no, this is somebody who transitioned from quarterback to tight end. Got to give him a year to, you know, get used to the NFL. I mean, we had to give Mo a season or two to get used to going from basketball to football. Got to do the same for Jelani, at least for one year. But yeah, I mean, today it definitely makes me confident that he's going to be really, really good in a few years. Yeah, the talent is certainly there for him and a guy like even Bernard Ryman, you know, but the reality is you're right. Like both these guys are so young in their position career so far. Like Ryman's had a year. I think Woods had a year. So like give these guys some time. The talent is there. Probably why they fell a little bit in the draft, you know, because they weren't quite pro ready, as they say. But it's great to see them already, you know, starting to make an impact. And I'm, I'm really excited and I'm hoping that Jelani Woods just continues to build on that because the sky's the limit with him. And he, if he can figure yeah. it out at the next level, I'm telling you, man, the Colts have never had a tight end, like a weapon of this size at tight end. Never. No, I mean, it's six, seven. It's hard to defend. Uh, the, like Matt Ryan's going to love him. I think Matt Ryan's going to want him in, especially in the red zone this year, which is where I think he'll play mostly is in the red zone, just because of how big he is. Cause you can just like with Mo throw it up in the air. He's going to jump up there and catch it. You know, yes. so I, I'm definitely excited. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think it's going to take a take a year before we really see the benefits of having Jelani Woods, not just in the red zone, but everywhere else on the field. Guy has good speed, too, which is, you know, yeah. is really nice to have with a six, seven tight end. Just imagine him running down the field. You're like a five, nine, five, ten corner and you have to tackle him. You're 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 done. Good like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be part of the football field. Yeah. <laughs> like, gonna no yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. Uh, guys, that'll do it for kind of our stock up, stock down. There's a couple of players we didn't mention. They didn't really do anything necessarily great, but not, not even right. necessarily anything bad either. But these are some players that stood out to us from some guys who we think stock up or stock down, stock down for various reasons. But let us know, guys, in the comments below, kind of your thoughts on some of these players. You know, who are some guys that you feel like Really, you're excited for. You think they did themselves some favors. Who are some guys you're a little bit concerned about, maybe immediately or maybe in the near future? Like, just talk to us about some of those guys and everything in between. And let us know if there's any guys we missed talking about some of these players, whether up or down. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.